welcome back to the program. Today we're brought to you by High Lighters. High Lighters are a lot like a, they look like a marker, but don't be deceived. They're capable of a lot more. You can use them like a marker. You can hold them like a marker. You could hold them different than a marker, but you're going to use it to point out words that you want to remember. And before highlighters, every word was of equal value. Every word was the same importance, and that is no more. Thanks to highlighters, you can now identify which are more important. You could even highlight an entire sentence. You could highlight an entire paragraph. You could highlight an entire page, at which point it would kind of defeat the purpose because if everything is highlighted, then nothing is highlighted. Do you see what I mean? And that would be kind of a a paradox of highlation. So don't do that. Just choose what's the most important. Be economical and use your highlighter. I recommend neon yellow, but there's also um, pink is on is an option. There's also blue, and those are the three acceptable highlighting colors: yellow, pink, and blue, and I guess green as well. For now, if you do want to dabble and be one of the people who highlights in um, purple, what you should do is go to the doctor for a psychological evaluation because that is absolute psycho and there's something wrong because purple does not jump out. It does not make anything brighter. It's a beautiful color and I'm not hating. In fact, I would say for a year and a half of my life between the age of eight to nine and a half, purple was my favorite color and it's still top five for me, but not when it comes to highlighting. So stay away from that. Uh, use um, yellow, just be normal, and go to www.highlighter.com slash Nesson for a 17.71% uh, a um, discount on a pack of one and a half highlighters. www.highlighter.com. Get one today. Speaking of which, do you ever remember, you know, back in school, um, you get those secondhand textbooks. And you just had to trust that the, the kid before you, the year before you, was a normal human being, that they didn't have issues that they were taking out on the textbook. I mean, you're getting this hand-me-down math 20 textbook, and you start going through. Dude, the stuff that you I used to find, that anyone used to find in those textbooks, the hand-me-downs, you'd find, I mean, first of all, there's dicks um, drawn on probably every sixth page someone finds a way to sneak a dick in there which I always thought was funny I don't even hate on that now I know today people would probably you know I, I can't even imagine if you got caught drawing a dick in a textbook today with the world that it is they probably cancel you out of school you, you would probably get arrested and um, exiled to an island somewhere but when I was a kid that was fair game that was fair game now if you were courteous you would use a pencil so that the kid the next year could not erase that dick, but make their own modifications, add things if they wanted to. Um, there was one time I had a textbook where this kid drew with the beginning of one on, like I would say, page 13, and he continued the shaft through all of 13, 14, 15, 16, I believe until page 17. This thing sort of wrapped through the book, and I thought that's, look at the the artistry here that this child, this kid, is not confined by pages. He's not confined by the standards and the borders that the rest of us see. He's following through, and he's making a, a half-chapter-length 
dick drawing in a textbook. And again, if he got found out today, if they ever found out who that guy is today, he'd probably lose his job that he has right now. But what's more important is to think about the, the talent there, that hidden talent that he has, to think outside the box. Incredible. And maybe that's the true lesson. But yeah, you would find all kinds of weird shit in those textbooks, man. You'd find like some kids would put like boogers in them. That always pissed me off. That's not artistry. That's just dirty. It's dirty. Sometimes you would get a textbook that's, that smelled like a food. And you're like, man, where did this person live? Their house must reek. What were they using this? Were they cooking on this book? I can't even learn math right now because it stinks. Every time I open up this book, I smell old carrots. Can I get a new one? You ever try to get a new textbook? You ever try that? I don't know how tight money is. In the school system, but I remember it was like, hey, you get, it was like a passport. Like if you lose your passport, I think you get two in your life, three in your life. If you lose two of them, you're effed. That's what it was with textbooks back in the day. You lose it and they're like, oh, really? You lost your math textbook? Guess what? You owe the school $3,500 because we have to now type that out by hand. That's how long it's going to take to remake this thing. You're like, oh my God. So... What an adventure, though. Just one of those weird memories, which, by the way, before, actually, I have another weird memory that I'll talk about. I was thinking about this today because it's so strange. But we got some real beef going on. Incredible. I woke up this morning. I would never have suspected. I'm scrolling through my Instagram. I'm looking around, and I see a comment from none other than Mike's Hard Lemonade. From the real, and I'm like, this just must be someone's page. Right, you know how people are like, uh, you know, Mike's R32, and some guy who has like 60 followers or whatever. No, I go, this is the legitimate Mike's Hard Lemonade Canada, and they're coming at me. They saw my Mike's Hard Lemonade joke on Instagram. Someone must have tagged them, or it must have just gotten through back to them, and they're coming at me. You know, they're going after my shirt, which I thought was a nice shirt. It's a V-neck. It's one of my most comfortable shirts. If you see me perform comedy and you come to one of my shows, there is an 18 to 21% chance I will be wearing that shirt because I like the way it feels. And when you're comfortable on stage in your clothes, then you can have a good show. That's actually something you learn very on in comedy, very on, early on, is you have to be comfortable in your clothes or your, if you got some new shit going on and you're not hundred percent sure about the outfit, you're not going to have a good set. You're going to be in your head the whole time. One time I had to perform at a wedding in like dress shoes, dress pants, dress shirt. If they made me keep my jacket on, like my, you know, my blazer, I would have bombed. I at least got to take that off and move around. Actually, one time, so I'm all over the place right now, but one time I actually did try to wear my blazer uh, on stage just as to see it out because some of these guys, you know, some of the guys really dress up. When you see, you know, John Mulaney wears a full suit. Seinfeld even wears a suit, and I thought, hey, what, what? can I bridge the gap? Can I wear just, like, maybe my blazer? Dude, I've never bombed harder. I just felt so uncomfortable. I couldn't move my arms. I felt like, and I was way overdressed. It was like a Tuesday night in front of nine people, so that didn't help anyway. And everyone's in, like, you know, it was the summer. The room was hot. Everyone's in, you know, flip-flops, T-shirt, and I'm up there, dress shoes, blazer? Come on. So I don't recommend um, but anyway, yeah, so we got some beef. So Mike's hard is coming at me. Mike's hard lemonade, the actual page. And then guess what? Just when I think I'm like, I can't, I can't even believe that's going on. Then I look down and guess who else is chiming in? 
teaming up with Mike's Hard, none other than Palm Bay themselves. The legit Palm Bay Instagram. It's coming at me too. I got two. I'm waking up this morning thinking about, you know, brushing my teeth. I'm thinking about, um, you know, going for a run later on. I'm thinking about getting some Tim Hortons for breakfast. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I was going to have to wake up and battle two corporate entities, battle two liquor um, companies, and here we are. And they're coming after my shirt, my pants. What a whirlwind. It's exciting. You always see those trolls online going back and forth with like, uh, who was the one that's infamous for it? I think it's Burger King. Burger King will go back and forth all day with you. If you want to go after him, I felt like that for a little bit. So I think the dust has settled now, but whoo, amazing. Amazing how these videos can reach. I wonder who's next. I wonder, I, part of me was thinking too, I'm like, man, maybe we can turn this around and get some free stuff. Maybe we can, you know, spin this around and hook me up with a flat of Mike's hearts. I don't think I would want a flat of, of Palm Bay's, you know, and I'm no, I'm no snob, but dude, those are so sugary. Those are so Sugar, same with like Smirnoff ice. Oh my God. I had one of those at Christmas because I got iced and I had heartburn for three and a half weeks. I almost had to go get an esophagus transplant because you got the, you got that alcohol with the sugar, just shredding your esophagus. Oh my God. And Palm Bay, it's funny to think back in the day and in my joke, that's what I'm making fun of. I'm like, when you're 18, you drink that shit because you don't know when you're 18, you drink Malibu, you drink Mike's Hard, you drink Palm Bay out of pure, you know, innocence, maybe is the word ignorance, whatever. That's what you actually drink. And I, I you know, you, I think about crushing a six pack of Palm Bay's that makes me want to throw up. Even just thinking about that right now, that makes me nauseous. Ugh. The first sip would be okay, but like the second, oh my God, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'd rather try and chug a four liter of milk than do that. I'd rather do that. Not to bring this back to school again too, by the way, but we used to have milk chugging. This is so strange. This is like the memories episode. All these things in my brain are getting dusted off today. Now I'm recalling these. We used to have a milk chug competition sanctioned by the school. For the life of me, I don't know why this was allowed. I don't know why they did it. But I remember they did a milk chug. I don't even think it was for charity. But that's that was the nice part of school back in the day was that they didn't overthink. You could just do shit. And I was already, you know, I was in school in the 90s. So we were already what I considered clamped down too much. We couldn't do dodgeball anymore. We couldn't, we couldn't even go cross-country skiing. Not that I would ever want to. But I'd like to have the option because some kid broke his arm. And then guess what? Sues the school. Hey, why don't you sue your kid? Some kid broke his arm or something. Cross-country skiing sued the school. They ixnate it. Sue your kid. Okay? Sue your kid. I mean, unless the teacher pushed him over or took his arm and smashed it on a rock, then I get it. But if you're, if hey, man, if you just got some uncoordinated kid who can't even just not break something well sliding on skis at three kilometers an hour sue your kid not the school don't ruin this for everyone else for all the other kids who managed to not break anything in fact they were so bored because it's cross-country skiing so 
I already felt like we were clamped down in the 90s. I can't even imagine. Dude, could you imagine school nowadays? I would hate that shit. Everyone's probably on eggshells. You probably can't even have real debates in the class. Because everyone's scared to say the wrong thing. Oh, my God. What a nightmare. So, anyway, we we had... Talking about milk. We had milk chugging competitions. Milk chugging. And here's the thing. Four liters of milk. Nobody... You literally can't finish it. Because nobody's stomach is big enough. It's a scientific fact. Your stomach is not big enough to hold or consume that much milk. So you're watching these kids, you're watching people chug milk, knowing someone's going to puke, waiting for someone to throw up. Essentially. That was the whole point of it. And it happened every time someone puked every single time. Guaranteed. (laughs) Oh man. Come on. And I remember watching that. And then kids would just puke all over the school. And we, and then the bell would go. And we would all just leave. And then these kids, these milk heroes are covered in milk, puke. And uh, that was it. And then we just everyone would just go to class. No conversation. And I always feel like the kids who chugged the milk, they got the short end of the stick. I think they were expecting glory. They were probably expecting to actually be able to do it and to win. It's impossible, man. It's impossible. So these are the memories. Now, this is one that I was thinking of today. And it's such a strange, it's such a strange memory. And to this day, I still grapple with if this was real or not. Because here's what would happen. We had a kid on our on our hockey team who was known. He had a very special talent, a very special ability, um, to essentially to fart for long periods of time, upwards of 40 seconds. It probably wasn't 40 seconds, but it felt like it when you would hear it. So he had this ability and the way he could do it was it wasn't even the fart that was impressive. It was the fact he could suck the air up into himself. He could suck air up in his butt using his butt. He could suck air into it somehow. I mean, I, I, I know who, I'm not going to say the name and he might even listen to this podcast. And if he does, I need him to reach out and we might have to do a quick interview to figure out some more details because he could suck air into his, into his butt. But here's what, here's what's weird about it. Okay. So essentially what would happen if our team wasn't doing so well, we needed some motivation. We would say, Hey, so-and-so it's we we need the inspiration today we need something to lift our spirits before we go hit the ice so that we can get back on a winning track here we got playoffs coming up we're a 500 hockey club we need to win this game to have any shot at the championship and he would always hesitate he'd always say no and i respected that i always respect that about someone who has a talent especially when it's a a coveted talent he's not rubbing it in your face in fact, he's not even the one who told us he could do it. It was his buddy. You know, that's how that's how modest this guy was, which makes me believe, makes me more believe it might have been real because he didn't want to do it. He didn't offer. He was even embarrassed. But for the good of the team, he would do it for us. Now, here's what had to happen, though. We would all have to sit down. You turn off the music. And we would have to turn off the lights. And that's the part that I always wonder. Why do we have to turn off the lights? And then he would go around the corner. 
right? And I know it's so easy right now. You're saying, well, it's fake. It's fake. I know. It sounds like it might have been fake. It sounds like it might have been a setup. Turning off the lights, going around the corner so that even if someone could see, they still can't see. Or did he do it because the acoustics were better given that's where the showers were? I don't, I still have questions about this. It's not a, it's, this is not a solved mystery. I'm just documenting what I experienced, what I know of this event that happened probably half a dozen times, I would say. And every time the same. Turn off the lights. We'd have to put our heads down. You don't necessarily have to close your eyes, but you don't need to put your head down out of respect and focus. And he would go around the corner and you would hear it. And you knew it was coming. And you, right? And that's the air going in. And that's where the excitement builds. And as a courtesy, you're not allowed to react. I would love to cheer at that point because you know he's teeing it up. You know he's got it in him. And you know it's going to be a good one. But I, we, no one would say anything out of respect. And then sure enough, three or four seconds later, just 40 seconds. It felt like 40 seconds, huge ones. And at that point, dude, we would lose it. We would absolutely lose it. And by the way, I want to say our coaching staff had no idea. This was in fact one time one time our coach came in while he was like sucking the air in and he sees us all with our heads down, the light is off. It's it's drop dead silent. And he was he's like he was pumped. He's like, "Damn, I like to see this. I like to see how focused you guys are getting, how serious you're taking this game." You're essentially meditating before. I like that. You're getting dialed in. And we're like, you bet, coach. You bet. And then he left. And right after he left, this kid just unleashed one. And he, it was even longer because it was cooking. I lo- That's so funny. He thought, yeah, coach thought we were getting focused. Little did know, around the corner, there was a kid, I presume, upside down. Again, we never saw. I assume he would have to go upside down for this. Sucking air in his butt. And then hitting us with a, with a blast. And I will say this. I believe we won... Five out of six games when we did that. Five out of six, that's higher than our average winning percent. So regardless of whether this was real or not, and I still have questions. I still want to know why the lights had to be off. I still want to know why he had to go around the corner. It makes me a little suspicious. But it was the belief that it happened. It was the belief that it was real. That That's all it took to increase our winning percent to five out of six. And that's impressive in itself. And it's impressive that he was able to do that. And I thank him to this day. And I hope, I hope that he listens to this podcast. I hope someone or one of my friends who knows him listens to this podcast. I want to say thank you. Thank you to that guy um, for sharing that talent with us. And I hope he finds a way to share it with the world. I hope that, you know, if America's Got Talent ever comes to Canada, if, they, if we ever do Canada's Got Talent, I think he's got a good shot. Because we only have like, I don't know, what's our population in Canada? 10,000 people? He's got to be one of maybe only three people who could do it. I don't know how you would convince the whole audience to close their eyes and you go around the corner, but if he can find a way to bring that to the stage, rich. So anyway, to recap today, because we're almost out of time here, highlighters, very important. If you're using purple, something is wrong with you. Um, What else do we talk about? There's ongoing beef with Mike's Hard Lemonade and Palm Bay. I believe it is done, but keep tuned. Keep tuned in. Keep your eyes peeled on the comments, and we're going to see if if if, 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 if holy sh- I just had a stroke at the end of the podcast. <laughs> we're going to see if this thing ramps up, and if I can get some free stuff out of this. And uh, once again, we have a giant fart mystery, 
that it pains me to not know the truth, but maybe I don't want to know. Maybe it's better to be naive and just know what I know about it. So guys, what an incredible week this has been. So much has happened. Um, I might be hitting you with some bonus uh, weekend episodes this weekend, so stay tuned. And uh, But either way, have a fantastic weekend. Thanks again for joining. And uh, go out there, get a highlighter. Highlight your life, man. How about that for a tagline? Let's go highlight your life. And I'll see you guys. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.